All right, how is everybody doing today? We've got DCD Plant, DCD Fergie, and DCD Playgoo coming back with our Daclicto podcast number four. Right. Topics today are going to be DreamHack, right? We went to DreamHack, uh, I believe, in podcast two. We talked a little bit about that. We're going to get into what was at DreamHack, what was happening there, you know, how the herd felt being there all together, finally. Um, and we're also going to get into a little bit of the Fallout 76 disputes um, out there that's going on in the gaming community. Some fallout uh, of a Fallout. <laughs> right? that's, that's perfect. Some Fallout of a Fallout. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I figure we, we'll go ahead and start off and see what DCD Fergie's favorite part of DreamHack was. It's, you know, it was his first, correct me if I'm wrong, Ferg. It was oh, your first yeah. um, big gaming event, right? It was, yeah, it was. It's, it was, um, it was quite surreal to be, uh, to be frank about it. I, I've been to, like, huge car events. Like, I went to my first ever huge event that I can say that was something like I chose to go to with my family. At least my dad, and my older brother was uh, the LA Auto Show in 2006. That was nice. my first ever like huge you know, expo type thing where it's, you know, an event. But since then, I mean, it's, I haven't really been to anything like it. Um, coming to DreamHack was a little bit of a throwback to that where, I, again, I was coming to a huge ex- expo. Everyone was there for the same thing that I was there for. Um, and it was, I mean, it was amazing. Just just to see all the different games that were being played, um, to see the different game developers that were there. We got to meet those really, really dope guys that were from the Netherlands that were creating that game. Um, I can't remember the name of the game for the life of me. The, the name of that game is Da, D-A, Space Invincible. And it was their school project. Yeah. And it was Why amazing. Why did we have school projects like that growing up? Right? I'm just, I'm just right? Yeah. I don't know. And that was, that was the other crazy thing. They made it in six weeks, I think they said. It, it might have been a little bit more than that, but it was it was a very short amount of time, and it was extremely impressive for the. I think it, I think it was I think it was less. I thought they said they made it in like a month. Oh, it might it might have been a month. Yeah, it was. It was such a surprising um, window of time that you just kind of didn't believe it, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, right. not only that, but it it was it was something that felt original. Like, exactly. It wasn't something where it was just like a cookie cutter copy and paste kind of thing. We were like, oh, this is just like this other game or oh, this is just a reskin version of, you know, this other famous game, which I probably can't name names. But, um, but I it, think it, it was, was nice. It, it was nice and nice and fast paced. And the guy who was playing it uh, while we were there, I mean, he was <laughs> that, that kid was on point uh, with. Yeah you know with his gameplay so i mean oh, yeah. he was going for the high score he was uh, he made first, me first made it to level 16 and we saw this kid get up to like 400 right yeah i, right. I look like a joke compared to my first <laughs> round my first ever round i made it to like eight and then second time around i made it to 16 and i was like i'll take it because i mean it's it's one of those games that you can easily underestimate the difficulty and then when you play it and you get caught in one of those situations where, like, you're going to lose, you're like, oh, frick, this isn't as easy as I thought it was. <laughs> it can yeah. turn. It can turn real quick. And yeah. just for everybody out there listening, again, that game is Da Invincible. And uh, I believe you can just Google itch, I-T-C-H, dot I-O. 
and it pulls up uh, their website and actually all the school projects that um, year after year that people who are at that school build are actually on there and free to play for the most part. Most of them are free. And I mean, it was, it was a really, really good game for, for what they had to work with. So, so uh, let me ask you, let me ask you Fergie. So in addition to all the, the gameplay and the things you saw, what would make you go back to another event like that? Like what single thing there at DreamHack made you say, you know what, this is something I need to, I need to experience again. A hundred percent bring your own console. hundred percent. I would say the reason that that would be what I chose is it was amazing to me to go to somewhere where I could see so many different people all with their own gaming setups, killing it at every game that they played. I mean, and it, it was, it was cool to see something like that, especially because with, with gaming still, I mean, it's, it's catching more and more traction, obviously, as time goes on. But having grown up in a time where, like, gaming was looked down upon so much, I loved the camaraderie that I felt. I mean, I didn't even have to talk to everybody. But the people that I did talk to, I mean, the guy that was sitting to my right, like, we, we had kind of a an interesting mix-up with seating arrangements or whatever. Um, but we got it all worked out. And the guy that was sitting to my right... Um, he was watching me play League of Legends for the first time because DCD Pray Then Die wanted to play it, so we all played. And uh, I mean, it was it was funny because like he just happened to be a really good League of Legends player. And just uh, so everyone knows, DCD Fergie and I are not. Yeah, we're we're not. The way the conversation time. started was he, was Ferg was doing so bad, and this guy just started laughing. And yeah, Ferg just looked over and was like, "Dude, this is this is my first time. Can you can you help me?" <laughs> for real. I mean, I was I was just because. So just to give some context for those of you who are League of Legends players, um, and I found out a little more of these terms as as time went on. I actually looked it up and I had it explained to me. Um, so I was playing bottom lane, and it was just me. So I was up against the ad carry, and the support, which I had no idea. Like I, I again coming into this game, there's a very high learning curve, at least to my certain. You know, to my to my current knowledge, I still uh, have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean this. I mean, I had to go through and I had to look this up, and I had this guy explain it to me. So I, I know a little bit now. Um, but the bottom lane, specifically, as far as I know, from what I understand, is the support and the ad carry double up, and you're basically the whole team kind of relies on the ad carry to get up his level as fast as he can because he is supposed to be like the, the secret weapon of the team. So that's why you double up on the bottom lane. So you can have two players helping one just get stacked um, and then just sweep up. Um, and so I had this explained to me afterwards, and I was like, well, yeah, I'm just getting farmed down here. Like, I mean, I'm just getting destroyed. And this dude's like, I mean, he's, as I'm level two, almost level three, this dude's like level six or seven. And he's just just wiping me every time. And then by the time I'm level six or level five or six, he's like up to level 13. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, I, I don't understand what I'm doing. And there's two of them. Um, and so this guy is cracking up to my right. And he's just, he's laughing because he's looking over and he's like, oh, no, I get it, man. That was me one time. And I was like, wait, so you played this? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to play this all the time. 
<laughs> so he had to walk me through like the character builds and, and how the pro players usually spec out the one character that I was playing. Um, and it was just like, it, it was, it was kind of cool because again, I, I mean, it was my first time playing, but he had played before and it, it wasn't like an awkward, like, Oh, he's watching me play. It was like, no, we're all there for the same thing. So like, I, I never felt uncomfortable stopping by someone's gaming desk or someone's spot and being like oh dude that's rad i mean like the kid that was playing that one game um that was almost like a oh the guitar hero player it was it was like guitar hero mixed with like a soundboard mixed with these little scroll things yeah you guys if you listen to this this podcast i mean Go ahead. For anybody watching, if if you've ever seen someone just absolute like a professional shred at Guitar Hero, imagine that, but seventy times better and cooler. I don't, I, I don't even know how to describe it because he did. He had those little knobs that he would turn as well. Yeah, and, just, there, and there was no clicks for those. It was like yeah. he has to know how far to turn it, otherwise he's going to turn it too far and mess it up. And if yeah, you guys check out our, our uh, Instagram page, I think we we posted it there. There's a there's yeah, a yeah, video yeah. of him. Uh, doing that which i thought that was like awesome i mean you really got to have some skill to be able to do that and <laughs> the amount of buttons that he was pushing you, for second, he wasn't missing it was it was just it was it wasn't even human at that point like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it, but that and that's that's a good thing to bring up like that is a very unique and specific game that you barely or type of game that you barely see but everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's stuff like League, League of Legends that tons of people play. But, you know, there's there's uh, a lot of stuff like that game that he was playing. Um, what's 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 that cartoon game you play? For the Cups? Cuphead. Whatever. Dude, that was Dude Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah, Cuphead. See, I've never played that, but I think oh it my is gosh. hilarious and insane to watch people play it. Oh, dude, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I actually got introduced to that game through a uh, through a guy that I watch on YouTube, and he's like this super funny guy that reviews video games and does you know funny videos on them. Um, but he actually he, I watched him play it, and it was like okay, I've got to play this game. And then I tried it, and it's just it's unlike any other game, any other modern game that I've played, because it takes you way back to like side scrolling, almost like two D. Uh, 2d games which frankly i'm just not used to anymore i'm used to yeah, first yeah. person shooters i'm used to racing games i'm used to like yeah big real, maps yeah real graphic intensive yeah. space exploration games like star citizen or space engineers and it, it like it took me way out of my comfort zone and i just got destroyed by that game <laughs> um but yeah i mean i'm kind of getting back to to the question that that's what would bring me back i mean that that's what i think makes it worth it to me is is to go to those types of events and to see everyone there playing their own thing and just to feel that sense of camaraderie between everyone because you're all there for the same thing yeah i mean, I mean like right. to to build on that you just you feel at home yeah, yeah you're, yeah, you're, you're with your there. people for lack of a better like back lack of a better term like and just like that that guy helping you out with lee I I wouldn't feel bad playing any game, you know, terribly. You know, like playing League of Legends, I didn't feel like it was wrong of me to try playing it in that environment because everybody's always so willing, so inviting, 
you know, and as long as you're there to play games, you're, you're like awesome enough. Yeah. You know, so you don't, to, come, to, to add to that is there's, there's no judgment on anything that anybody does at these events. Exactly. Because everybody feels like, you know, I, you know nobody's walking in there saying, what is he doing here? He's, he's not, everybody feels like if you're here, you belong here. And, and I yeah. want to give a big shout out to the fact that uh, this event was not just closed to just people who play video games and lead normal lives. There were there were a lot of handicapped individuals there. There were a lot of parents who brought kids who have special needs there. It uh, yeah. just goes to show the power that games have and events like these really uh, encapsulate, you know, gamers, period, no matter what yeah. the, the situation and the you know just just like you were saying there there were people there with with a vast number of disabilities and stuff and they are treated exactly how any other gamer is just like you were saying right and it it does kind of all go back to that as long as you're there to game we don't care what you look like you know what what you do day to day that's what we all in the gaming community just relate to just keyboard and mouse controller whatever you're playing on we like it all yeah i mean you're you're there to game or to support someone who is close to you who's gaming and you're in good company and let's talk about that kid that was sitting right behind you guys who uh whose parents were there and oh that was so what was he seven years old or something six or seven he's playing more than seven yes lego football or whatever the case may be but there were times when his parents were not there they left him there and this kid was just stable you know there was no you know naturally there's security everywhere in the facility But it doesn't feel like there's a need for that to be there because if somebody's playing, you just don't disturb them. You know, kid, adult, yeah. whatever the case may be. Well, and that that's actually an awesome example to bring up. Like that kid was there with three other guys, and I think two of them were, or no, um, well, no, yeah, it, two of them were his brothers. They were his older brothers, and the third uh, guy that was there, he was their cousin. I believe I think it was his uh, mom's dad or his mom's brother's son, and they were all there as a family, playing. And the parents were just walking around, going to like different booths and stuff, just seeing what this was all about. And the kids were playing together; they were playing games together. And that, you know, it was kind of a great uh, symbolic, you know, thing that that we can use to kind of better express what we're talking about here about how it is an all-inclusive event it's it's an all-inclusive community and you can bring your family in and and have a great time no matter what i mean that just just like you're saying he's like seven years old and he was coming up to ferg and i and fist bumping us saying oh that click though you know tell me about that click though and we told him he's like ah it's all about that click though you know we gave him some wristbands and he was just loving it absolutely loving it and then that where I mean, the next that, generation uh, is, is going i mean these are these are kids who will no doubt be in college because they're going to get scholarships for playing video games and their parents won't mind and again that's that's the reason why it was good to see not just kids there or adults there but it was good to see families there with their children 
actually making a play for this is what my kids like to do and we and i think we can all say that our parents spouses significant others have all you know helped us or let us enjoy this pastime and so you know for me that's that's what dream hack was about and and and, and if I just touch on to that point, for me, it was just nice to see the squad there enjoying something uh, that I've had the privilege to enjoy all year long. Uh, it was just nice to have my my group uh, be a part of that. You know, I think that's I, watching you guys from a distance. That was just perfect. You know, getting around to the mini booths. The loot box thing was a special thing for me. I won't lie. I had to get had to get some. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna dig into that. Absolutely, a bit. I think but, we're gonna have to, right? But but seeing seeing the 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 crew there, the squad, that for me was priceless. And I love to people watch at these events because I don't think you find people. And and I gotta stress this again, you don't find weirdos because we're all kind of classified that. But you don't exactly. find somebody staring at some girl cosplayer for extended periods of time, or you don't find some it's, dude who's hiding in the corner going, "Oh, oh, oh. you, you got exactly. it." Exactly. Go ahead. And it's, that's that's normally what people think, and I I like that you're bringing that up because it's the 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 way that people have perceived uh, gamers in the past. It's just not the case, at, at least not anymore. I can't speak for before I was born, I'm sure you can play, but it's it's just not the case anymore. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, I mean, and 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 for me, it, it's even worse because I'm an older gamer, and you know, there's no way an older man should be sitting around playing video games. But let's <laughs> let's be real. Let's be let's be real. I've earned that right. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I've earned that right, and you know, if if that's what I want to do, then that's that's exactly what I'm gonna do, and that's what events like DreamHack. And all these other cons, they allow they allow for this opportunity for people to come ride for a, a bunch of hours. And, and, and that's sort of another thing I love about DreamHack. This is a 24-hour event. I can leave, <laughs> go to my hotel, sleep for a few hours, and come back. And I can tell you now, next year, I'm staying right on site at the facility. I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to yeah. be able to go to my room, sleep for a few hours, get up in the middle of the night, go and play all night. Find a Denny's. We didn't find one this time, guys. Oh my, Denny's, find a Denny's all the way. And and then I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have some fun. Absolutely. In the the uh, oh my gosh, what was I gonna say? That's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Go on, go on, Ferg. I saw you were about to say something. Oh no, I so I was just gonna say a little um, a little bit ago when you were talking about how. Um, gamers have been portrayed in the past and how they've been stereotyped and stuff to be like this person in the corner and being kind of creepy and weird. Um, I, I like the, I, I, well, I like knowing at least with that click deal with our group, I like knowing where each of us come from. <coughs> and for example, like, like goo, I mean, you come from it plant, you're coming from <coughs> it and kind of e-commerce. Um, I had nothing to do with business until I got to this company and like, then we got together in the gaming group. So like, I, I like knowing where everyone's, where everyone's kind of background is because it just, it helps you realize that there's so many of these people live regular lives. Like no, like they have normal jobs, whether or not it's an IT or whether it has, you know, nothing to do with computers at all, but then they get home and game and they come to these events and it's like, I, I wish I would have gotten to know, 
more people's stories, you know, to see where they come from, what brought them there, um, what games they were, they were excited about. I mean, that's, I would love for one of these next events to, to see something like a poll come up where it's like, you know, how did you get here? Or what's your, what's your job? And if you have a, if you have a full-time job or, you know, you have to work part-time, like what's your job in? Does it have anything to do with gaming? Well, you know, you, you know, said just... that, but there was there were when I got there, uh, and I think I told this story already. But when I got there, uh, there were three guys on the row where I was going to be uh, sitting. So two of the guys were older gentlemen in their forties, and the other guy at the end of the table was in his early thirties. And uh, they, you know, when I walked up, they're like, "Oh, here comes a new newbie! Here comes a newbie!" I'm like, "Hold on, hold on. First of all, I ain't no newbie. I'm an OG." I said, and I heard this is the place where gamers over 40 were supposed to sit. And they're like, whoa, 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 you're a gamer? You're over 40? Yeah, man, come on, join the group. And so here it is. <laughs> I became accepted. But they look down the, down to the end of the table and say, see that guy? He's a youngin'. He's just 30. He's, he's, he can't even come sit down this way. So we're just going to handle it like that. <laughs> but, but the guys introduce themselves. And one guy, he says, yeah, man, I come to these events all the time. But he brought his friend who he says, I've never been to one of these events, but I came here to support my friend and play video games. I mean, what what better way to just come sit here and play video games? And those guys sat there the whole time. They said, hey, if you need Ethernet cords or you need cables, you just let us know, man. We'll be glad to we'll be glad to give you whatever we got. If you wanna if you wanna you want a beer, I mean something to drink, we got stuff to drink. And and it's that kind of camaraderie you're talking about, talking to people and about where they're from and what their you know what their experience with gaming is all that uh, is, is a part of what these events do and and we do it at, at at little or no cost to ourselves right because we meet people you they come to your stream to watch you, you we, we make friends we go watch their stream that's that camaraderie you don't get anywhere else I can go to a football game and meet another Saints fan because I'm a Saints fan but that's probably where it's going to end right doesn't end like that at events like this no, you get there like exactly what you're saying. You get their gamer tag or you get their stream handle and you meet up afterwards online. That's just that's what you do. Yeah, I mean I, I love what's happening because that it brings another great point that I think we talked about in one of the previous podcasts. Um, but it's the social aspect of it. Gaming is no longer at least it's becoming no longer seen as this antisocial thing because from what, at least from what I feel, I feel that it was seen as antisocial because it wasn't okay to talk about it to your friends in front of professionals or in front of your parents sometimes, or, you know, it was, it was kind of this taboo subject where it's like, if you played video games, it was kind of looked down upon. But now that it's, it's getting more out in the open, there is, there's absolutely an entire social group of gamers or people that are just interested in gaming that, that they're building they're making connections they're reaching out they're getting twitch handles like you're saying they're getting gamer tags they're meeting up and playing together afterwards there's this this whole social aspect of it that is now very much a reality and you can't say that it's an anti-social thing anymore you can't say oh they're just you know they sit in the rooms and they're all alone it's like well i mean physically they might be alone but they're playing with three of their friends from high school or they're playing with two of their buddies they've been best friends with since childhood or they're playing with the guy they just met at, you know, the the gaming event, like DreamHack. There's, there's yeah, absolutely, like... I mean, there's saying it's antisocial is it's not a thing anymore. It's not true. I mean, 
and and your friends moving away isn't much of a problem anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, my right. friends switching schools. I'm never going to see them or talk to them again. Nope. Actually, uh, it's fine. Dalton, you can move to Indiana and leave us all. We're still going to play with you all the time. <laughs> well, and hats off to Full Chaos, too, because let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, Full Chaos does not live in the locale that we do. He flew in to join the squad to go to DreamHack. And, I mean, that's that's what that camaraderie does, doesn't it? I mean, you, I'm going to yeah. go be with my squad. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy a plane ticket and I'm going to do – but, I mean, I'm, it's just a weekend, you know, and I can be yeah. with my, my friends and, and we can game and have – and I dare to say he had a great time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a fantastic time. He's, he's the person who actually um, found the Netherlands uh, school – got the itch.io people and he's the one who figured out the game and had us go out and look at the game and stuff. I mean, he, he had a pretty amazing time. Well, and I guess that's kind of a, a good little segue into what, uh, what kind of booths were there and whatnot. Right. Um, my, probably the most exciting one for me was the hyper X just because I like HyperX. I think Play might have spent too much money. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. The all the all the indie games and stuff that were there too. It was just so awesome to see the the different levels. Um, you know, anywhere from basic uh, arcade games to you know like in depth games like that Die Invisible one, right? Um, oh, and and the one where you had to. It was either you or Dal- I think it was Dalton. There was a game that Dalton played where you had to use your voice to change the level to get past certain objects. Yes. And so did. like one of them, one of them, he had to hum another one. He had to like hum high pitched. And like, that was the game. You, you had to manipulate the stage that you were at with your voice, which I've never seen done before ever. Yeah. That is, I wish I would have seen that to be honest. I did not know that that was a thing. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was really cool. That's, again, that's something that I've never seen before. So it's like to see the innovation there. And you might look at it and be like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You, know, you use your voice to manipulate the stage. It's like yeah, cool is, is such an understatement because it's they're bringing brand new methods of playing games because you've got VR, you've got controllers, you've got keyboard and mouse, right? And now you've got your voice. Which I mean, you could say rock band, but it's it's different. Like it's it's used in a much different way. Which yeah, is, when you're using it as a command. Yeah, I mean you're using it as, as an interaction yeah. to alter the game that you're playing. Yeah, that's, okay, that's that's very interesting. And I mean, like uh, some other things that were there, right? They had tons of tournaments while we were there. Um, I think there was a I want to say there was a Smite tournament there. Um, we were basically right next to one of the like jumbotrons that they had uh they also had three djs right does that sound about right boys three djs um that, that, i know that, that, there were there were a bunch of djs that i mean that i was there the night uh before uh you guys got there and there that dj was pumping it out uh the night before uh that friday nice. night i'm trying to remember who it was because i want to say it was like slushy maybe uh, yes, he was one of them. Yeah, I think you may be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slushy, 
slushy and kill the noise and i ah, i feel so bad that we didn't get there for slushy because <laughs> man like i would have loved to have seen him perform yeah and i mean they had laser lights fog machines it was the whole nine yards you know and uh i what uh what's what was everybody's favorite booth i think mine was the xbox one so so i can tell you for me um i did enjoy um the uh, loot box booth. Let me just say it, and I'm gonna tell oh you why. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm tell so you sorry. Why. I forgot all about it. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, because uh, I we've seen this guy at events all year long, and as soon as that opened up, that was the first place I went to because we had such a success with the uh, with the loot crates at uh, at at TwitchCon. I said I was gonna buy a big box this to go around, and guys, just for the record, I have not opened that box yet. And, and I need to, <laughs> so I need to create a video for that. But I mean, those things, there is, there's some joy about grabbing those. And there were so many, and I did take a few of my son's friends along and they were amazed by it. So, I mean, that, that by far was my favorite. I did like the HyperX boot too. Let me just I have to throw that one in there too. That was a good one. Which, which, uh, which boot did you spend more money at HyperX or the loot box? Oh, definitely HyperX. Uh, definitely HyperX. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that's that's saying a lot, people. I mean, he he must have spent north of a hundred at the loot box booth. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no comment. These, these, no are, comment. <laughs> these are undisclosed figures. Let's just say whatever I spent at the loot box booth, I spent double that at HyperX. <laughs> Which could have been one item. I mean. <laughs> well, actually, for they they had a lot of stuff. Very, just just a ton of stuff that was real real sales. I'm not talking like uh, twenty dollars. They had a couple of things that were like a good eighty dollars off. So you really can't blame the man. Oh no, <laughs> it no, was I, ridiculous. I don't blame him at all. I mean, I if I had put away some more cash for this event yeah, I, I went there because I, I mean coming from a laptop being a laptop gamer i don't think about buying monitors because i'm like ah you know I, i'm portable that's my whole thing but if i would have gone there with the mindset of i need to stash some cash away just for this event i mean i can only imagine the amount of money that i would have dropped there well the, the other thing is now you know what what to expect True, true, and that's another part. I, I didn't really know. I mean, because I knew they'd have booths there, and I, I could, I could read the schedule and be like, okay, well, there's going to be HyperX, Monsters going to be there, you know, Xbox, all that other stuff. But until you get there and you get a, a visual of what that actually entails, I mean, it's yeah, it's well, and that's that's the other thing. You were thinking about getting one of those DreamHack chairs, weren't you? Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, whether or not we could fit it in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was well, actually like, I wonder if is, we could fit this in there. <laughs> the other thing is, is you don't know what's really gonna be there. You come expecting, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make sure I do this if if they're there. But it was a HyperX booth that I got there, and I said, hey, I know definitely I want to get one of these. Well, I walked away with four items for no, I walked away for with six items from HyperX, six, and I did not anticipate that. Yeah. I did not anticipate and, that. And they really, they really, really do get you with the sale. It's oh, insane. Yeah. And you know, you, you like, Plague went to the HyperX booth. We've we've gone to things like Twitch and gone to uh, booths, and then like, oh, we got to get some of these. Um, and then we'll spend a ton of money, 
and then walk about 20 more feet and realize, oh no, um, I'm going to have to get something here too. And then you walk another 20 feet and you're like, wait, <laughs> I've spent too much money. Why haven't I walked the whole floor to see what I want? And I think, you know, after, after that's happened a few times to us, we kind of came prepared to dream back. <laughs> right? we, we, we came thinking, eh, maybe, maybe we should walk around and see everything first and then um, look where we need to put it towards. <laughs> but, and just for anybody listening, if you've never gone to an event like DreamHack or TwitchCon or anything like that, you need to walk around ASAP because you can walk around and be like, oh, I'm going to buy that and then come back two hours later and they're sold out. Absolutely. Yeah, so you need to figure out what you're getting and you need to buy it as soon as you get there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I think that's the advantage I had the night before is I, the night before that I was able to walk around and check out booths. But the problem was, is it wasn't, it wasn't just a HyperX booth, but uh, it was, it was the, you know, whenever we go to events, we never get any of the swag from the, from the arena. Uh, but I know yes. I, I did buy an, an, one of the, you know, epic boxes or whatever. So I got a backpack and sunshades and a shirt and a free voucher for a shirt is is what I got. And so they're they're swag. So I got a DreamHack hoodie and I got a DreamHack shirt. You know, I just wanted to get some memorabilia. So it, it is good if you can get there, be present for all day, so you can you can kind of like like plant say to go around and walk and and see because you got to carefully digest how am I going to do this because. You could go the extreme route where I'm going to get this, 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 and this, and I'll be eating McDonald's cheeseburgers and a value meal all the time. Yes. Or, you know <laughs> what, I'm not going to be greedy. I'm just going to just, you know what, forget it. I'm going to eat chips. That's all I'm going to eat. <laughs> yeah, and you, there's, there's a very distinct line where you're like, hmm, should I just not really eat this month so I can get all this stuff? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like... Uh, and and sometimes you make the decision to yes, starve yourself just a little bit that month because it is worth it, <laughs> at least in the moment, right? <laughs> but yeah, the 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 loot box booth. Oh my gosh, it's awesome! Our guy was there again. I think that's the third time that we've seen him this year. The third he time, he knew us yes. and everything, and he. I mean, he's just he's fantastic. He he hooked us up with with uh, some awesome loot boxes. Uh, I too bought a couple or I bought three um, and yeah, Plague and I need to hurry up and make our video because I've got it. I've got two. Um, I already opened the ready player one, one because I just had to. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that that came shortly after we had to walk all the way to the car <laughs> and get all our stuff in there. And I was like, Hey man, Hey, calm down. Just, just open a loot box. So, yeah, well, so I had, I had made like four trips back to the car and I, and I won't lie. So we're in downtown Atlanta. I'm parked two blocks away from the event. But here I am. I'm I'm bringing this stuff to the car, and I am acting like, like a foreigner, in a foreign land, and I am like guarding my stuff. And I go, <laughs> I, I put my stuff in the trunk. I'm looking around to make sure nobody's looking at me. Put the stuff in the trunk, right. and I'm, and then I leave. And I, I won't lie to you. I have to confess this. I'm going to confess this on this podcast. I walked away, and turned the corner from the parking garage, and somebody turned the corner. Uh, going the opposite way from me looked kind of suspicious so I turned back around to make sure that person wasn't going like he noticed me <laughs> I, it is, I am so sorry for person I stereotype I am so sorry for whoever you were but I did I was like I got a loot box in there I don't want nobody to take it and that's how valuable those things are 
No, you, you, you can't, you can't judge us until you actually buy a loot box. You, you just can't because right. Plague is one thousand percent correct. It is, it's, it's gold. You know, it's it's just amazing, and and that surprise that you get if you get something that that really speaks to you from that box is just like, I don't care if I just spent sixty dollars on this. It, it was worth every penny, if not double what I paid for it. But and so, uh, you know, we're, it's starting to get a little bit away from us. What what was uh what was your favorite booth, Ferg? You know. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna be honest. I I was prepped to go to so many different booths. I was prepped to go to the CLX AM or AMD CLX gaming station where they had all those rad computers. Um, and <laughs> frankly, I stayed at BYOC pretty much the entire time. You know that is that is fair and that is true. Um... And because because I got there, and I was like this is exactly where I want to be. Yeah, and I, I actually went and got your food too, didn't I? Yeah, so I you mean, really that, were there like the whole time. Yeah, I mean, like I, I set up, y'all set your stuff down and I was kind of like watching the stuff, but I was like, all right, this is happening. I'm going to watch their stuff, but I'm playing like right now. And yeah, I mean, big shout out to y'all for, for helping me out and getting me some comida. Uh, well, you I, know, I was, you had a had a wonderful privilege because I brought my son and his friends. I did not get much time to sit down and play, but tell me what that experience was like getting to sit down, play uninterrupted, phones not ringing, or maybe it was. But oh no! Can I just say, it was it was a miracle. My phone did not go off one time that entire weekend which is unheard of. And I it, dare say if it had gone, he was not going to care about it. Oh, he no, no, no. The, the few times, well, okay, I can't say it didn't go off one time. The few times that it did go off is when I was texting one of y'all. And I was like, hey, I'm over yeah. here. Or hey, let's, let's meet up <laughs> to go check this out. But other than y'all, it didn't go off one time from anybody else. I didn't get a call from anyone else. I didn't get a text from anyone. I didn't get an Instagram notification from anybody. <laughs> like, it was amazing. It was it was bliss, is what it was. Getting to sit down and know that nobody's gonna come walk up to me and be like, "Hey, did you get that thing done?" Or, "Hey, you know, what are you doing tomorrow?" Like, you know, I have this, this, and this. I need you to help me do, which. I'm fine with helping people, you know, but having a weekend to myself where I know that whole weekend is dedicated to that, that I can sit down and not stress about the next day. I'm not on some super rigid schedule. I don't have anywhere to be, but there, I mean, it, it was, it was an awesome experience. It was exactly what I was hoping for and more. And how about the fact that, you know, in, in addition to, you know, we talk about all the boots and things, but, uh, look at the situations we've had with uh, going, you know, getting some of the freebies, some of the handouts, you know, codes for Xbox Game Pass or free skins for Paladins, whatever the case may be. Those things, you know, that's that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, I liked what they did with that. I, especially with the Xbox codes, I was amazed at how many Xbox codes they were giving out. I mean, literally just giving out. Plant showed me the, the stack that he got. 
Well, and so, so real quick, let me let me chime in for that. Um, true, true. Give give the background. So I, at, I just at saw the, the end result. <laughs> at the uh, at the Xbox booth, um, they had a like a, a vending machine, and you got to they gave you a coin to put in every time. Um, and you put this coin in, and they open up and actually, you know, you pick your you pick your game. They were games in the vending machine, and I think I picked Gears of War, and it. That you get the game out of it, and then they open up the case, and they give you. I think Marlon got a year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Marlon. I don't know. I've got a 12 month subscription to Xbox Live Game Pass, and it was only because uh, I did the same thing. I picked an old game, and that was my thinking. But the guy before me was like a non believer for Xbox Game Pass. He was like, "Ah, this stuff is trash." Well, I walk up right behind him and get it one year. So, I mean, <laughs> thanks exactly. for the trash. <laughs> and yeah, don't you dare call Game Pass trash, random dude who we don't obviously need to talk to because it is awesome. <laughs> Just and but anyway, so I, I got I got a one month uh, free pass, and then um, you know the guy standing at the front of the booth he gives um, a fourteen day, I believe it's fourteen day, two week pass um, code to you when you walk in. So I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. And um, for all you out there who haven't been doing a or maybe you've gone to an event and you're not going to really understand what I'm about to talk about. Just know that what I'm about to say is 1000% true. Hands down. If you go to an event, try it because it works. I'd say 95% of the time. Um, on the last day of any event that you go to, especially a gaming one, all the swag that people have been giving out, the free stuff, all of it, they just need to get rid of it on the last day. So I, I saw I saw this guy who stands out in front of the Xbox booth. He's he's got this stack of coats for the 14 day trials, and uh, I saw him just trying to give it away to people. And he's like, "Hey, hey, come here, come here, game pass, game pass, game pass," you know, yelling at people as they go by, um, in a in a polite way. Obviously, he's just trying to get their attention. You know, he's not screaming at them. Um, but you know, I'm just kind of watching them, and I usually I'm usually the one in in DCD that kind of uh, goes around on last day and sees what I can grab for the squad. Um, and you know, I was like, "So guys, I mentioned that 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 plant is the one. That's the guy you want to go around the booth because you can bring back twenty, sixty, forty items and say share these." Yeah, I think in uh, in March when we went to GDC, I I brought back fourteen um, portable chargers that were like nice. They were like twenty five dollars value um, a piece, sick. and that was just like a fourth <laughs> of what I got. I think I brought, right. uh, you know, when we went to uh, oh, where was it? Anyways, there was a Fortnite booth somewhere where we went to. Maybe it was QuakeCon. Um, I think I got, or no, that was GDC as well. Uh, I got like 20 shirts and I brought yeah. them all back for yep, everybody. You sure did. They were Fortnite shirts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I, I went up to this this Xbox booth and I was like, hey, man, um, I see you really, really, really trying to get rid of these. And let me tell you, I can take some off your hands. As many as you want to give me, I don't really <laughs> care. Don't you worry about it. And he was like, he just, he just kind of stopped talking to whoever he was talking to and everything. Just kind of gave me a, a look I, I can't really describe but he kind of smiled and smirked a little bit and he was like why don't I, I know you came through here earlier with with 
uh, with your buddy. He was talking about Mar- uh, He was talking about plague, um, and he was like, "I know you came through here, but why don't you take another one of these coins? Go to the vending machine real quick." So I went to the vending machine. I got another month pass from from the vending machine. And on my way out, he was like, "All right, I'm just going to give you everything I got," and he gave me. The entire stack that he was holding on to. What? Was, yeah, the entire what? stack. And it, it turns out it was um, about a year to a year and a half's worth of Game Pass. Wow. Yeah, and I was going to say, when he says stack, it wasn't like four or five. No, no, no. I believe it was a stack. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a stack. <laughs> and, wow. you know, and he he was like, thanks for loving Game Pass, you know, but, and that's all you got to do, just show the interest that that that's what you love, that's what you want. And you'd be amazed at how willing people are to just give you things when you go to these events, especially like companies like Xbox, where they're like, you know, Xbox is awesome, Xbox is so cool. When If you show them that, especially on the last day, because all he did was he handed me it, you know, talked to me for a minute, and then he went back and got another stack because he just, he just had this stuff to give out. So I, I fully encourage anyone out there watching or uh, listening, um, just try it. Just give it a go, because I've I've got a year and a half of Game Pass that I'm going to split up between my squad, um, and we're just going to squad up on games that are in Game Pass that you get for free. But yeah, yeah. That's another thing to be discussed about these events is they make ample opportunity for. Uh, the gaming companies to get close to the community and 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 I mean I, I want to say that I'm really I'm really close to the community that's why I'm really uh, hyped about DCD and everything we're doing and all the platforms we're out on and how we're trying to engage I look forward to the day when very soon we'll we'll, we'll probably do some media stuff so uh, that's you know I mean come on stream hack and and I dare to say it's going to be on the calendar with many other things for next year Oh, absolutely. And, the, and you know, for, for anybody listening, all those things that Play's talking about, Twitch, we're on Mixer, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we've, we've just recently started this podcast, uh, YouTube, Discord. we got a Discord channel. So you can reach us literally anywhere. Um, we've got a website. It's www.datclickdo.com. Uh, come check us out. The whole squad's on there. we got all of our profiles, all of our bios on there. It's, you know, we, we literally are everywhere. Yes. And once more, the herd has grown. <laughs> the bucks are into new to- territory. And so, you know, as, as we're kind of wrapping up this, this DreamHack conversation, and we're about to hop into the, the fallout of Fallout 76, yes. right? Um, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Bring For it, any of those people who Bring were disappointed um, when I couldn't remember. If you ever, ever, ever doubt the fact that this beautiful, majestic voice, DCD Play Goo, is not or has not earned the right <laughs> to be an OG gamer. <laughs> if you ever doubt that, first of all, I need to talk to you. Thank you, Blaine. And second of all, 
why don't you go check out his YouTube video, CD Cribs, episode one? Episode because one. my man is, one, he's stacked with gaming equipment. Two, he's stacked with video and camera equipment. And three, he's stacked with literally anything that pertains to this world of the gaming aura that is... Uh, I mean, and it's awesome. So, huge shout-out to you, Play. That video Thanks, was crazy man. awesome. I think I watched it at, like, 3 a.m. last night because I was so excited. It's, it, it, like I said, if you ever doubt it at all, even if you don't doubt it and you just know, obviously, he's the man, go check out that video. It is... It's truly a work of art, and it's insane. My, my man's got five monitors. I mean... <laughs> So don't you ever tell me that he's not the OG gamer. <laughs> he's the OG gamer that, that people like me and Ferg aspire to be one day. And you will be there Absolutely. one day. In my hospital bed, I'm going to have monitors and you say, are they tracking your heart? No, no, no. This is all for gameplay. What are you guys talking about? I'm just here to have my bunions. I'm just having to, here to have my bunions done. Right? I'm just having to have my bunions done. My God, he's going to have a cardiac event. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a heart attack if you don't get out of my face. You, you're blocking the screen. He's, oh, he's, he's going to have his EKG reading that's going to be hooked up to him just to make sure he doesn't have a heart attack while he's playing VR in the hospital bed. <laughs> well, the, the truth of the matter is they're probably going to be testing my heart based upon some video game and I'll, right. I'll be a, an OG, a OG game tester. That's what I mean. In a hospital, I'm gonna test what effect this has on older people and their hearts. Right, yeah, health hazard test. Right, video game is one big test. Oh, Hope we didn't cross any lines on that one. I don't think we did. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was spot on to everything we're trying to say. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, if if you listen, check it out right now. YouTube, uh, just search for that click though. Literally on any social space, and you'll see us. I Heck, if you if you just Google that clip though, we're the whole Google page, which in itself is the accomplishment of the year. <laughs> so, and, and you know what? For that reason, we can no longer. I can no longer refer to you guys as Goobers. I'm gonna have to call you guys Googles. I just can't call you Googles. <laughs> hey, hey, what's what's going on with those guys? They're a bunch of Googles. Just look them up. That clip though had the whole page. Oh, that's awesome. All right, now for the next segment. The fallout of Fallout 76. Gentlemen, thoughts, <laughs> concerns, doubts, misbeliefs. What are we thinking? I know I've got a good little number to say. Um, in, in a word, disgrace. <laughs> I... I I, you know, thinking about Bethesda and everything that they've made, all the uh, uh, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, all the Fallouts, I mean, just so many things. I, I, I just can't fathom how they could let this happen. And for anybody out there who who might not know exactly what we're talking about, who, don't, who doesn't play Fallout, um, Fallout 76 released, what, two weeks ago, boys? Let me, um, let me get the exact date for you. Yeah, I believe it was two weeks ago. And November 14th. November 14th. So, yeah, 15, 15 days. Bethesda is taking far too much heat that a AAA game company should be taking for 
the release of a game. I mean, I've 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 had my ups and downs with uh, things like Ubisoft with the new Assassin's Creed and stuff, but I I dare say that this is far worse. Um, we actually have we've I've, I've actually got a quote here from an article um, on the Fallout Fallout seventy six, and we are actually the ones coining the term Fallout of Fallout seventy six. Thank you, Plague. Um, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Gamers who have tried to receive a refund, yes, people are requesting refunds, that's how bad the game is. Gamers who have tried to receive a refund because of the game's glitches have been unable to do so since they downloaded the game, leaving them to deal with an unplayable experience until patches bring it back to playable state. So, a AAA game company? Virtually unplayable. Right. That's disgusting. <laughs> and the fact that that AAA game company isn't biting the bullet and saying, yeah, you know what? We kind of screwed the pooch on this one. Uh, why don't you guys at least get half your money back? Or, you know, maybe all those things that we promised you, um, maybe you get the next game for free or something. I mean, I, I can't. Ferg, let's, let's dive into some of the, some of the different types of um, versions that you could have bought. Ferg's got a insane one <laughs> it, it, it doesn't even have anything to do with the game it's the merch that you get by purchasing the game it's go ahead yeah first. yeah so uh there is there's a there's someone that tweeted um and they said at bethesda i'm done with your 76 game not offering refunds when your game is complete garbage i hope you get sued for false and misleading advertisement so that tweet um, and just in case you guys want to look up this article, it's the Business Insider. Uh, it's a Business Insider article, and the title of it is The Makers of Fallout 76 Have Been Caught in a Cyclone of Scandals Since the Game's Release. Here's Why Fans Are Outraged. So the one that I just started cracking up about, which, I mean, it is terrible, but it's it's like it's something that you see and you read, and you when you see the picture of it, you, it makes you laugh because you're like, how on earth did this get okayed who gave the green light to this like and right. once again we are talking about a triple a game company yeah yeah right. it's, it's one bethesda. of the biggest in the world it's exactly. bethesda this isn't i mean no nothing against indie indie games and indie companies but this isn't like some small company this isn't some small group that's making this they've done this for a long time right um but uh inside of that business insider article <laughs> there is um there's a, a section of it where it says and this is, is a direct quote from the article um in a separate situation players who ordered the 200 dollars fallout 76 power armor edition reported that the bundle did not ship as advertised while the special edition package was supposed to contain a west tech canvas bag Bethesda substituted it for a cheaper nylon bag. A customer who made an inquiry to support uh, to a support employee was told that the company decided to change the bag because of a lack of supplies, and Bethesda had no plans to address the issue. <laughs> and so, wow. when you when you think of a, a West Tech canvas bag, canvas bag versus a, just a cheaper nylon bag, I mean, when they say like a cheaper nylon bag, I'm talking like it looks not not necessarily like a just one of those outdoor leaf and lawn garbage bags but like a step up from that right like so it's we're literally talking like 
it's a bad. sixty dollar range price point. No, I'm talking like a thirty to forty dollar price range. That's insane. And that that alone, that doesn't even have anything to do with the game. And that alone earns you your money back. Oh, absolutely. Now, now, if it was coming from something like an indie developer, like fine, sure, I get that. Right. But once but again, I one of the I biggest you the, game get... companies in the world. And I, I guarantee you, the indie company would make it right. Yeah, that's that's also very true. They yeah. would say, "Here's this substitute for the time being. We will get you your actual bag." Right. Bethesda's just like, "Yeah, we didn't even plan on addressing this." <laughs> well, not only yeah, that, it's, but it's like, shocking. That's, that's, the, the fact that wonder PC, PC gamer, like how, like you said, how it got okay. Whose call was that? Yeah, who gave the green light to that? Yeah, why right. has someone not been fired or, or, or like you said, just make it right. right. Give them, give them something. I mean, okay, maybe replacing the bags would cost too much. Like as a gamer, okay, fine, but you can give me something inside the game for free. Right now, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna want a substantial, you know, thing in the game that is worth $50, so I'm talking like an expansion or something. Wow, that's, that's you know? crazy. And and the, it's just, I mean, tons tons of people that we know uh, actually played the beta who were like big-time Fallout fans, huge Fallout fans. I'm talking, uh, I, one of my buddies, Corey, he, he must have put in 800 hours maybe into Fallout 4 with all the mods and everything. And he played the beta of Fallout 76, and he was like, uh, no, I'm not going to buy this. One, there are no NPCs. And first of all, Fallout without NPCs, and just, just so everybody knows, I actually haven't played a Fallout game. But I've got many friends who have been fans of the series for so long now. And I have watched them play for hours and hours and hours. So I've... I've never touched the controller, but let's just say I've lived the, the Fallout experience, right? I cannot see and just just don't understand why they would make a Fallout game without NPCs. That's that's over half the game to me. All well, the different decisions fair. that let's, you can make. Be fair. Like, I, I have seen some gameplay, and there are some NPCs in there. They're very few. Very I was going to say, I, I saw a report where there's someone found one. They're very few. Let me just put it put it out there. But the fact that you launch a game, and I'm quoting from a PC Gamer article, where you launch the game with a 56 gigabyte patch. <laughs> that, that, and this is this is a quote. While minor bugs and glitches are expected with the release of most new games, Fallout 76 launched with a 56 gigabit patch. That has 56. proven to be but a starting point for the game's problems. A starting fifty-six. Just just to keep this in mind, so a fifty-six gig patch, in addition to whatever the actual game, let's say you get it on PC and you gotta download the game and then the patch. I mean fifty-six that's for instance, I just granted they're very different games in this respect. I just downloaded uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2. It was 8 gigs for the whole game. Right. That is banana. I mean, the, the I downloaded series 1 through 4 is, is like 70. 
Yeah, I downloaded Star Citizen, a gigantic game that's still an alpha, and they're constantly adding stuff. The game itself was like 30 gigs, I think. And the updates from the time they started up until now is like another 32 or 36. That's still, that's still not even comparing. That's still under that 70 whatever gig. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. I, as as far as 50, 56 wolf. gig pad. Yeah, woof. I mean, it's to have, to have stars and, just correct me because I, I believe I might have mistaken it by calling it 70. You said it was what, 56 gigs? 56 gigs. Right. Okay. So, PC gamer. so, Star Citizen is just above that, which, if you've ever played, anyone who's listening who's played Star, Star Citizen, that I, I can absolutely justify the amount of gigs that that game has to have as far as the gaming patches. But it's just above just the patch for Fallout 76. I mean, it's barely above just that patch, which is astounding. I mean, like, did they patch the whole game? <laughs> like, was it a patch from start to finish? Well, you know what it's like. It's, did they it's, patch it's like, everything? Well, you know what it's like. It's like it's like somebody saying, "We're gonna bake a cake, but we're just gonna put the flour in there." Oh, wait, <laughs> we forgot. We need to add water, sugar, eggs, and we'll just throw that all on top. What are you gonna get, ladies and gentlemen, if a glob of nothing? And that's what we have. And unfortunately, it's it's come to a legal issue now i mean a yeah. law firm is getting involved that's now that's sick yeah and i mean yep. even even beyond that i it, i find it hard to believe that bethesda is still not going to try to at least make it right in some way i mean what what do they expect if they decide to do nothing to make it right what do they expect the next game they release uh, who is uh, who's gonna openly pre-order that I would love to see what their numbers will be in the future to see how how big of a of a decline in pre-orders that they get on their next two to three games. And gamers are relentless for retaliating with their pockets. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That is a fantastic point. I mean, it, and it, just just to that point, you know, why why pre-order their next game when you might be able to pre-order you know a different game you know games are always coming out at the same time right and i just ah, it, it it pains me because i really really do like bethesda i've loved their games it's just it's very well, unlike them and, and let's say <laughs> this they've, they've had such a good run so for so long uh and so far that the response to this it may be a little different difficult for them to roll it out and i think it was a little arbitrary with they started doing refunds and they took it back and then they're 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 weighing them they're i guess they're judging them on a case-by-case basis but the fact that you're having this issue at the very beginning you know i'm sure they've got to be like in full all hands on deck mode because this is a game that the commercials are still playing i mean they've bought commercial spot and they're still playing on tv but the reality is, is now when I see that commercial, I'm like, why are they playing that? I'm not going to buy it, you know. So they've got to do something to course correct. Whether that be, look, the next two DLCs coming out, we're giving them for free as, you know, as tribute to people who have bought it. If you've already purchased the game, we're signing you up for the next two free DLCs. Something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It would, it would very much help. And 
you know, to build off what you were saying about the commercials popping up, you know, the commercials popping up now, I, I feel the same way that you feel about it. And maybe it's because we went to all these events this year. Every single event we've gone to, there's been a Bethesda booth, and the theme of that booth has been Fallout 76. And maybe that's what, what hits me the hardest because there was such a big buildup, such a big hype. Like, you know, this is going to be the new us. You know, this is going to be the new Bethesda. We are setting the standard with Fallout 76 and things like uh, uh, the lights, the, the next um, segment in the Elder Scrolls. Like, those two games, I've seen those at every single Bethesda booth that we have gone to this year. And it, it kind of scares me a little bit for Blades. And, you know, Skyrim, I, I put in easily over 600 hours into that game. And I'm, I'm a little, you know, right. timid to, to invest into that game after hearing about this Fallout of Fallout 76. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it's a breach of it's a breach of trust. And when it comes time to pre-order games or to to sign up, you know, to to reserve your copy, if you have had a breach of trust, you're not going to do it. And it's trust is earned. It's not just given. You can't you can't have a an instance like this where Bethesda makes such a blunder. And then what's what's almost as bad is as I was continuing to read the article earlier, um, it, there was another thing that was it, almost as a slap in the face. Um, later on in that article, it says the unhelpful response led to another wave of complaints, prompting Bethesda to issue a follow-up statement and offer those who purchased the special edition an additional five dollars worth of in-game currency. That's an exact quote. I'm sorry, but th- what? Yeah, no, yeah no. Here, here's here's five bucks of in-game currency. I'm sorry, that's not what we're asking for. You have no. delivered a terrible game that is completely gone far below of our expectations. And then to say that you're going to give them five dollars worth of in-game currency, that is a slap in the face. Yeah, and we I all mean, know that that goes real quick. You could yeah. buy one thing for five dollars of in-game currency. Oh, maybe one thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it's, true. It's like no, knowing, you know, microtransactions and in-game transactions and, and skins that you can unlock for different games. And let's, I mean, no matter what game you play, $5, you might get one thing. And it might not yeah. even be the thing that you really wanted. Now that Because maybe, maybe you got to pay 10 bucks for the thing you wanted. So 5 bucks is nothing. Well, and that being said, let's, 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 be, let's be fair to the, to, the, to the industry we love. So... I get it. You guys want to respond. The the you know the PC gaming, the PC gamer article says you know players are getting refunds despite the no refund policy and it's confusing. I get it. So, but that's a good company. I want to see them get through this, but I think you handle it by giving refunds to those who want it, and for those who are going to stick with you, you over you over reward them. Um, oh, you have to. You, you have to. And I want to see them get through this because this is the kind of company that we want to stay as a major player in the industry, yeah. right? And we talked about Skyrim. We talked about other Fallout series. I, you know, I need them to stay relevant instead of 
you know, crash and burn. But today, when we talked about this the last in the last um, podcast, everybody's releasing beta like games. People are f- yeah. releasing unfinished products, and we're loving them. And if I'm going to release something and call it a full game, even though it really is a beta, then I might be willing to take the backlash. But on the other side is the situation with Bethesda. It's not going to go away until they they really just pile it on for their for the people who bought the game. Well, and that's, that that does make me think about some stuff more. And I think I, it is important that's kind of stemming from what you're saying. We really do believe that Bethesda can come back from this. It's it, you know by by no means necessary. Do I want to project that I'm just dropping them as as a gaming company? I, I if 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 I seem harsh, it's just because I'm so shocked. You know, and I that is a great point. We we really do all want to see them stay in the in the running because other than this, I can't really think of a horrible tragedy tragedy or anything that they've really created. They have created some top notch, you know, globally respected games and that that have really wowed people. Um, and so they I, I don't believe that they're done by any means. It's just very much going to hurt them in the long run in the community, like you were saying. And for people like me, um, if they don't make it right, you know, the second that that they bring that trust back that Ferg was talking about, and they 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 kind of do make it right within the gaming community and build that trust again, they're they're always going to be here. You know, they're they're too big now to to wither away into the shadows, so to speak. Um, but I, it, it is an important thing to say on this podcast that they have every um, right to make it right themselves and to be what they used to be. Um, it's just whether or not that's what they're going to intend on doing, right? Yeah, and I, and I agree. I think, and just to add on, I... I definitely, I, I too, I don't believe that Bethesda should fail because of that. I don't think that they should, you know, drop a whole lot of their projects because I think to they just need to get the trust back. In order to get that trust back, you have to be transparent. If you aren't transparent, you will never gain the amount of trust back that you had before, or at least not for an extended amount of time. And extended, I don't mean like a year or two. I mean... There, there are players that you will lose for good. There are other players that you'll lose for a while, and maybe they'll come back. For something like this, though, it's, it's going to take complete transparency as for why they chose to do what they did and what's being done to fix it. Because it's all great and fine to apologize for something. But if in this case, I have a company like Bethesda that I've bought a game from, and I'm... I'm one of these people that's expecting a refund, then yeah, I'm going to want them to be completely transparent and say, hey, this is what we're doing to fix it. Not just apologizing, but saying this is what we're doing to make it right. And I want it to be made right in a way that satisfies the majority of the people that have bought the game and that have supported this company. And I think because that's, that's, that's with, well said. I mean, and without without the players, you don't have a game. You you don't have success. You, if you don't have people buying your game, 
you got nothing. I mean, and it's I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far to say that it's pandering towards the players, but it's respecting the community that has made you who you are. I agree. I I couldn't agree more. And I think that's it's it's going to take a little bit for those guys to get there. But I think you know, give it give or take a little while. I think within the next month we'll we'll revisit this and we'll see where they are with it. It uh, it should be a good uh, a good outcome for the gamers altogether. So I mean, at the in the in the end result. I mean, everybody wins, really. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is definitely a story we're going to have to follow, and we will be making a follow-up podcast with this topic um, in the coming months because, like you were saying, it, something's going to happen. Um, something's going to happen sooner rather than later, right? And we're going to be able to, to really see if they're going to be able to get that trust back, right? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But all right, everybody. Plant, all take right, us everybody. out on this one, baby. Right, right, right. Um, we we really appreciate y'all listening. You know, as we've as we said a little bit in this podcast, we're on all social, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We stream on Mix, uh, on Mixer, on Twitch. We got a Discord channel. Um, we have the podcast. Obviously, you're listening. Um, so just wherever we got our website, www.datclickdo.com. Um, you know, stop by, leave some comments. We'd love to hear from you. We're always checking. We'll always be reaching out. Google us, you know, look for us everywhere. That click though. We're always there. The herd is strong. The herd is many, and the herd has territory everywhere. But thanks for listening, everybody. This is DCD Plant, DCD Fergie, DCD Play Goo. We'll be back next week um, with another podcast with, with some more great topics to talk to you guys. All right? Yo, all right. And if it's about nothing else, what's it all about, Play? It's all about that click, though.